Oh. What's up? What's going on? Nothing much, man. Nothing much. Just sitting there watching uh, some wrestling. Oh, you in the wrestling? Yeah. Oh, man. You know, I've been I'm watching Selection Sunday, so I'm not... I'm kind of in the in the mix between playing Battlefield 1 and Selection Sunday, so... Mm-hmm. That's what, it, that's, what it's, that's how it's been thus far, but... No, it's been straight. What you, what wrestling are you watching on a Sunday? Uh, they have pay per views on Sundays. Um, supposed to be heading out to pretty soon. You go watch the new one that come that's out tonight. Um, but I'm trying to catch up from last week's first. So I've been sitting there watching uh last week's pay per view elimination chamber. Yeah, and uh, I forgot the name of the one that's this week. Um, I can't even remember what it was, but uh, my homeboy he gets them all. Uh, he has that WWE uh, account thing, so he uh he cheated. He, he gets them all. Man, yep. We're joking about that. Shoot, we can just yeah. do it quick. We hit this up real quick. Um, yeah. Oh man, just just the week's been crazy. Like, yeah, a lot of movement, a lot of whole lot of movement in the league. So, and that's, um, the, that's, the and that's the thought process right now. It's just been just been bananas for no reason. Mm-hmm. But for no reason, but everybody been talking about the Browns and how the Browns. I mean, I, I'm I'm not I'm that's not too bad though. Like I. I actually like all the trades that they did. Yeah, they they putting it together, and they still got the number one pick and number four, I think. I think it's number yep. four pick. Uh, which now, I mean, not getting, not having everything you have, you can just kind of stack up uh, now. Because the thing is, you definitely want to get Barkley. Uh, the tailback that they have right now is actually not that bad. He's actually a really good good tailback. Um, but Barkley is going to set you apart from a lot of people. That, he's going to get you some W's. Because it, it, one thing is that it's one thing to have talent, but, man, when you have – it's something about coming in young and and hungry that, you know, is lost in the NFL sometimes when it comes to some of the older guys, you don't get that no more. You don't get that hunger. Like when Zeke first showed up, man, he was just, it's like he just took off like a rocket, you know? And, uh, and that happens, that happens a lot with the younger guys who they used to just going 99 miles an hour, every play, you know, when you get older, you understand you have to pace yourself, you know? Right, but these younger guys, man, they come in, and sometimes you need that. You need that youth on your team. So I like the tailback. If you, if anybody's watched Cleveland play, they know who I'm talking about. The tailback they got is actually pretty good. Now, was it like Crawwell or something like that? Yeah, yeah. And the guy behind him is 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 all right too. But you know, they really had no 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 really good offense to to back up their part of the play. You know. So 
but putting in putting Barkley in that mix now, now you got a backfield that resembles, I think, uh, what Dallas had with Zeke, and then behind him having Morris and McFadden and that other guy. Like you got you got talent upon talent now in that backfield. Uh, you could just keep swapping them boys out. You know, fresh legs every couple of downs. Uh, you got you got Gordon. You got uh, uh, Coleman. You got now Landry at receiver. Now, my first before the Landry trade, I kept saying, "Go get you a playmaker at receiver. Go get you somebody young." And that's why I kept saying that. I was like, "He don't have to be a star in the league. You need somebody young and hungry, a playmaker, somebody that can just pull off a big play, you know." And uh, and it don't have to be every every down he's out there. You know what I'm saying? Like. There are guys out there like that, you know, that you may not see them. They're not, they not going to do good in fantasy. That's not their thing. But when Nick, but when a big play is needed, they show up, you know. Like, yeah. I almost feel like that's kind of like a little bit of a, a, of, a, of a Juju Smith maybe, you know what I'm saying? Hungry, yeah. young. And, and, and for those who know, like, like I said, in fantasy, you can't even start him every week from week to week because you don't know what he's going to do. The, no, see the big man. problem, the big problem for me with the Browns and was that they didn't have a finisher. Uh, like the defense didn't yield a lot of points. Nobody just blew them out. We already discussed that. Yeah. So the defense is the defense to me is as much as which is kind of weird because I, I when I watched them play as I did this past year, I didn't understand how they couldn't win one game. Because the defense kept them in every game. And I'm like, okay, your quarterback play is sometime, especially with the coach, you know, shifting quarterbacks left and right. But you couldn't squeak out one? It almost made me feel like it was tanking on purpose, you know. But uh, even that being said, that we, we know teams do that from time to time. So, because uh, I just didn't understand how you could compete with the Steelers and almost beat the Steelers, and then you would play other horrible teams, and they would just just beat you. And but then again, none of the games are blowouts, so it's just like. But I'm thinking, if you're competing with the Steelers, you should be able to really just walk away with a win or two against some of these other teams that are not that good. You know, and, and that division's and that division's not that great. You know, no, it used to be, it used to be, but it's falling apart now. It's falling apart Ravens, now because the Ravens aren't that great. And then nope. I hate to say it, but not. The Ravens aren't that great anymore. Um, you know, Pittsburgh could be better, but they're not what they used to be. I think they're nope. – I, I mean, they be there. To me, they leave – it's just something about the Steelers that, like, they can't finish games or something. Like, they're just – I told you about the Steelers last year, and I'm going to go ahead and tell you about them again, man. They – they not what people think they are. They look good on paper. They flashy. They got one of the best receivers in the league. That don't correlate in the wins. I mean, look at – and you know what? And I can compare it to what I see out of Kansas City, what I've, what I've seen out of Kansas City in years. Like, this ain't the first time I've talked about Kansas City. I bragged about Kansas City for the, probably the past four or five years. And then there were some years in – you skipped a few years, but there were some years in between, again, where Kansas City looked like they are the best team on paper in the league. Yep. In the league. 
Back when they had Larry Johnson dominating, and what trophy did they hold? Nothing. And it, I can't ever figure out why. I'm like, what is it about Kansas City that makes them look so good on paper when you write down that roster and you think to yourself, like, man, they're they going to win it all. And then you watch them play, and it's like they don't have it figured out. You know, that's what I see like when I look at the Steelers. It's like you think Same thing. It's like they'll, they'll win games. They'll start off the season 7-2, and two, and they'll end up finishing 10-6. and six. They And, you know, they've done that twice now. They've done that twice They've had two seasons now where they st- last season they went six and zero, and I think there was two seasons before this one where they went six and zero also, and then end up losing like the next eight to ten games. Yeah, it's, it's like, like it's just inevitable. I don't well, but the Steelers are the same way, I, and I don't want to call them pretenders. I don't want to say that about them, but man, it's I feel I feel like I can. Oh, it's so close. Because, like I said, man, they 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 look the part, but they are not what you want. You don't. They ain't what you what you think they are. They ain't gonna. I don't think they ever gonna be what you really think they are. Uh, And part of the reason, I think part of that reason is that as good as Antonio Brown is, you have some moments where I feel like there's some moments where it's all focused around him. You got so much talent, but it uh, seems like it's focused around him, though, sometimes. You know, it kind of kind of like how, if you remember how the Lions were with uh, Megatron. Yeah. yeah. And the moment Megatron was gone, then that offense became different. It was it, – it, it still didn't – now, granted, they didn't end up winning nothing – but I'm saying you saw offense that was harder to figure out because now you didn't know who it was going to. Yeah. You know? Then, but then again, with the Steelers, though, I think a lot of it had to do with their offense and Todd Haley, one of the play calling, because they, they're clearly more talented. They're one of the most talented offensive teams when healthy. Well, we're one of the most talented oh, offensive yeah. teams when healthy. When they were out there, but I don't think their defense. I think their defense hasn't been there the past four or five years, and I think that's their biggest downfall because their defense is their biggest eraser. Big Ben has been known to turn the ball over. He's been showing him turning himself the ball over, you know, for the longest because he takes shots. You know, uh-huh. he win championships. Not everybody's Tom Brady, where everything's dip dunk, a dink and dunk, or whatever down the field. So a lot of teams, they like to take the top off the defense. They like to go deep and, and make plays. Big Ben does that. But the problem with that is defense hasn't been able to give him the ball back that much. That Their defense hadn't been – people aren't afraid to play them. You can look at the team. You can look at how they played. Every team, it's they'll they'll shot one team one week, and then next week they'll win 27 to 26 or 27 to uh, 28 to 21. They're just not beating teams like they're supposed to, or they're not taking, you know, turning games over like they're supposed to. Mm-hmm. And, and and you know what? It's a lot of it. A lot of it is there's a lot of it that's really discipline. To be honest with you, there's, that's a, that's a lot of it. That's, I mean, there's I mean, a lot of this. Like some like people like I tell you how all the time you got to play four quarters. I say that a lot because you'd be amazed at how many people make it to that level and they still don't understand that. Because yeah. they so good 
that they feel like that once they up, it's over. And they chill. They they lay back. And then when you lay back, them dudes come at you. And then it's too late because now they have momentum on their side. And they ain't, it don't matter how much talent you have at that point. It don't matter. You know, you, <laughs> you got caught napping and now it's too late. And man, I... I, I just think that team is going to blow up. I think that team is destined to implode. Uh, ever since you had Martavius Bryant talk about he wanted out, and then you had – you know what, man? I mm, Then you – it's just too much. And, and, I, and I actually like – don't get me wrong. I like the coach. I love him. I love him. But he dealing with some, some issues that you, you don't hear about often. And he got it all in one team. And it ain't going to work. It's not going to work. It's going to implode on itself. You got a and star receiver who he is he is every bit of the show <laughs> and he knows it. You got a tailback that says, pay me or I'm walking. You got another receiver that's just as good as that that looks just as good as your your number one receiver who don't get that shine and he knows it. And then you got a third receiver. A third receiver that, that that's literally making the second receiver look obsolete. So you know eventually that conversation is going to show up eventually when he's like, nah, I need to be number one. And you got your quarterback. You got your quarterback that that he hurt here and there. He he do it. He playing the Romo game, man. It's like if he here, he good. If he ain't, we screwed. <laughs> I, I think Big Ben, though, on the call, I think Big Ben, I think he's hurt that team more than he's helped them a lot because his decision-making has been bad. I mean, it's That's been, it's been That's and, and and I like Big Ben on the field, not off, you know off the field. I think we're not gonna get into that, but on the field, <laughs> you know, when he's hot, he's hot. Yeah, but yeah. nobody's taking those chances like that anymore, and it's making the team look bad because, I mean, you get Antonio the ball, you turn, you you give Antonio Brown the ball. In open field, man, it's going to be tough to beat him. Martavis Bryant's a big wide receiver; he can catch it on the live. Juju Smith, you know, like we we discussed earlier in, in some of the other pods as well about the NFL not getting away getting away from big receivers. Everyone's going small, six foot and under. That's like the the big the big thing. Everyone still wants a big wide receiver, but I mean they're almost situational now. You know, it's like hey, you, it's you know. Red zone and up, maybe throw it up and lob it. But now quarterbacks aren't passing the ball to six foot and up. They're doing six foot and up. They want fast. They want that fast receiver that. I don't blame them. Because when you, but here's the problem: when you got them corners like uh like old boy in Jacksonville (laughs) coming up. Them six, them six two, six three that run just as fast as your little dude. Hey, it's a mismatch. And that's like, and everything is kind of going reverse. Watching, watching that boy play, he shuts down majority of the dudes in the league. Like yeah, unless, uh, unless you one of them old schoolers, like uh, like a Andre Johnson, them big dudes, you ain't beating yeah. him because you're not wrestling. You're not wrestling with him down the field like that. <laughs> you know. And that's why I think the demise of Richard Sherman. Richard Sherman has a purpose, and I don't, I don't know, I don't know what Seattle was thinking. I knew they were going to blow that team up eventually. But, but <laughs> at six foot three, 
at six foot three, it's kind of man, it's kind of difficult to to. I mean, he he. A, a lot of, of it is this. A lot of it is this. When in football, these things happen. You don't hold on to teams for long, unless you're the quarterback. Everybody else is expendable, and I and I truly say that, and I mean that. Like it don't matter who it is. You you could be Adrian Peterson. You see, he's gone. Yep. <laughs> It don't matter unless you're the quarterback. You're expendable. There, there is a price, and um, Richard Sherman has caused this pair of uh, issues in in the media, and there's been some some locker room talk too. You know, there, I mean, we we've heard some stories now. We don't ever want to believe how true they are sometimes, but man, it. I mean, Earl Thomas is thinking about getting out for a reason. There's something that ain't been said yet. There's some things going on in locker room that's got some people uh, deterred, you know. And I, I knew something was up. I knew something was up way before they had this issue in the locker room. Like it, it's just been stuff happening with that team that exactly. was just, you know. And, and mind you, Pete Carroll, man, he this is the guy who jumped out of SS, I mean uh, USC right at the time they got in trouble. So you know how he is. Everybody think he's shady to begin with. <laughs> I mean, so. it's, it's, I think the team was imploding, and I I said this before. I continue to say it. I think the team is deciding that it's time to build a team around Russell Wilson because Russell Wilson could easily be an MVP, and they've seen that. But you can't do it if your team is consistently flirting around ten and seven, ten and six. You know, ten and six. You barely make because the West has gotten a lot better. Let's just be honest. The Rams are a legit contender. San Francisco, San Francisco, they've got Jimmy Garoppolo, and they're they can get they can get better. Teams are predicting them to be a playoff team this year. I'm not saying that because I'm a 49er fan, but this team they ended the season with seven, six and oh, five and oh, and they yeah. were blowing people out. So they got some they got some steam going, you know. Yeah. And then you got the Cardinals. Cardinals depend on what they do this offseason, they could be okay. What does what does Seattle have to do? I mean, what what, what direction are we going? Let's go. Let's focus on offense. You see, Jimmy Graham's not gonna be there. And, and I mean, see, he's doing the defense. Yeah, and you know, like I said, in sports, man, these things happen in football, especially. Eventually, they doing what they're supposed to do, man. Eventually, you blow the team up if you ain't won nothing yet. That's why I'm kind of surprised that Dallas is still holding on to all their pieces because eventually, you got to just start letting these dudes out. Because well, we, we don't have too much money. You're spending too much money and not going nowhere. You're spending your wheels. We don't have a Dallas insider. J.D. ain't yeah, here. But... He ain't here. We ain't going to get on that. But, but <laughs> um, you know, it's it, it just something that has to happen. That's all. You got too many young guys who contracts are all coming up. You can't pay them all. You couldn't pay Cam, uh, Cam Chancellor a year ago. So you knew it was coming. You, you know, you just hate to see it happen, you know. It ain't like college ball where everybody gets to play together until they move forward, you know, until they move on. You know, that's the thing about the league. Uh, It's a a business. That's what I also think you need, too. But at the end of the day, I'm going to circle back to the Browns because the Browns have had – they've been losing for the longest. And Mm -hmm. it wasn't they've been playing well. They just couldn't win the games late. They just couldn't close out games and finish games. Tyrod Taylor, you know, 
people have talked about Tyrod Taylor and you know check down check down Taylor whatever Tyrod check down Taylor whatever you want to call him. Mm-hmm. I mean, last Bills quarterback that made the playoffs. I can't uh, remember. I can't remember one. I I remember the one that got real close and only lost it because they lost one game. But I can't remember. Uh, that was uh Derek Anderson. That was like years ago. That was when they lost to Vince uh Vince Young. Yeah, and what they, they, they lost the, they, they pretty much lost the tiebreaker. They actually had ten wins. They just lost the tiebreaker to Vince Young uh, earlier yeah. in the season, so they couldn't go. They couldn't go. But that was the closest I remember them ever being in in my lifetime. <laughs> so. Exactly, uh, Jim Kelly and them. But I mean, I, I just I don't understand why people think you know Tyrod Taylor is a bad quarterback. And it, and if I'm if I'm Tyrod Taylor, if I'm Tyrod Taylor, I'm excited to go to Cleveland. I got two, I got brand new weapons around me. Here's this is the thing I was kind of alluding to when we was talking about uh when we was talking about David Carr back then. When you're on a bad team, people just automatically assume your quarterback is bad. Like that's how they that's how they treat you. They just treat you like you're bad. And like I like I was saying. This is coming from somebody who watched them all the time. I'm like, man, I'm I'm looking at David, and I'm like, this dude is throwing touchdowns. He's throwing, you know, versus some of the some of the teams we watch right now, when we see teams look horrible, and your quarterback got 105 yards, two interceptions, no touchdowns. When you go look at David Carr taking these L's, this dude has got 300 plus, two and three touchdowns to Andre Johnson, and he's still taking L's. But the team was horrible because you had a tailback that was overpaid for underplay. You had an offensive line that was completely restructured and renewed renewed because of some older guys who literally just could not. There was was one guy, I remember he got hurt, uh, and you had to replace him. But then there was a a couple of – there was two other guys that I feel like they just got old, and it was just like, all right, we got to bring in some new talent. But the problem was you had – I think three, three rookie linemen at the time. All three rookies, all linemen, and they were getting their butt whipped, whipped <laughs> every play because they were young, and it was just Andre. And what that was another receiver that was pretty good, and I I think is I I hope I don't mess his name. I feel like his name was Kevin Williams, but I could be wrong on that. Um. Uh, white dude, and he was kind of good too on the other side of Andre. But it was really just it was David and Andre, and you weren't gonna get rid of Andre because we everybody knew what Andre was. You had to blame somebody, and everybody was already blaming David, so you got rid of David. You know, but it, it just goes to show, like what I'm saying, like like when you're on a bad team, they're gonna look at you and they say you just ain't no good at, at the quarterback just- position. You know, that's just how it is. And so people looking at the Bills and they going eight and and um, um, eight and eight pretty much nine and nine and seven every year, and they just thinking Tyrod Taylor's horrible. But if you actually sit down and watch them play, you'll realize Tyrod Taylor's back there running for his life. <laughs> back there running for his life, man. And if it wasn't for his athletic ability, man, they wouldn't even score at all. <laughs> but can you name like can you name two or three wide receivers that he's had to play with? I can't name two, but Sammy Watkins, that's about it. 
Yeah, and the problem with Sammy was that he just kept getting hurt. So they had to get they had to move around. And I understand that. I understand that. You can't waste money. So I understand that. You know, I, I hated it at the same time because I'm like, man, if maybe you can get some more pieces around them, they don't have to rely on Sammy so much. You know? Exactly. But they never did. They never got the other pieces that they needed. And so it just became a show with Tyrod Taylor and and LaShawn McCoy. And, and that, that ain't that ain't enough. That ain't enough. And so of and course you wanna you wanna blame the quarterback. You wanna blame the quarterback for not winning. When you can look at that team and say happy the ninety percent of the dudes on this team right here could not go nowhere else and start. Exactly. Could not go nowhere else and start. You know, so um, that's okay because the Bills are going to find out what it's like to not have a quarterback. They're going to find out. Uh, they just dropped to the bottom of the barrel pretty much, I think. Uh, it's, it's One thing I do believe is this. You don't, you don't get rid of your quarterback till you find another one. And player unknown is not the guy. And, and just the thing, just the thing, though, they, he almost sabotaged the entire season over there. Yeah. That's why I'm thinking I don't know how he still got his job because that was the most dumbest thing I've ever seen in my life. It was pretty dumb. And like I've seen some dumb things coaches have done that you that makes you question how do they have a job in the league? You know, I've seen I've I remember the time when they started that dude uh that ain't in the league no more. What was his name? Uh uh, uh Blank was that Blank Gabbard? In Jacksonville, that started over uh, not oh, David yeah. Garrard, but uh, was it, it was David Garrard? It was Blaine Gabbard. After David Garrard, wasn't it? it yeah, it was Blaine him in uh, they started Blaine Gabbard over that dude, and then the GM came and said, "If you don't win, so I don't know, it was like a certain number of games off." He said, "If you don't make playoffs, then you're fired," and that's exactly what happened because they couldn't win a game. <laughs> and he lost his job because he started a rookie quarterback that never proved anything. <laughs> never proved anything. Over a proven quarterback. Over a proven quarterback. <laughs> you know? It, 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 I understand if you, if you picked up a rookie quarterback and you want to see what this guy can do, but you never do that over a proven quarterback. You do that when your quarterback job is up for debate. You know, and and so that's the same thing with Tyrod. He's proven. You know he can get. You know he can, can deliver. Now you got to get pieces around him. That's all. But you started a, a guy who nobody knows <laughs> over him. And if I'm Tyrod, I, I'm 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 so glad he 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 uh he has some composure about himself. He has some you know he he has some sense about you know. Itself because me personally, I that's the moment you'd heard me. I'd have told everybody that day, I'm not playing another <laughs> down. I'm done. Pay me my money. I'm gonna sit here on this bench, <laughs> and I will wait for somebody to scoop me up next season. But I will no longer play for the Bills. I told you what I would have done. The first play, I went through interception. I would have just. <laughs> I was like, obviously, y'all don't want to win. 
So I mean, you took me out because we weren't winning. Now you took me back in because we still we, we were weren't we weren't winning well better. So you gonna put me back in the game? I just went through the pick. Like, like you don't want me to play. But what's, what's the point? And I told you after that game, if I was a GM, I would have fired a coach in the tarmac. We could get on the plane. No, you you done. You done. They were what six and four. I think they were six and four at that time when they were. Uh, yeah. When yeah. the they, they didn't even have a losing record yet. When oh, I, they, they just they wasn't, they wasn't they winning the way they wanted to be winning. That's all. But you still don't make a change. Like at that they point in time, and competing, you're not competing no more. Like, like that's why. That's why when when people were questioning Deshaun Kaiser, I was sitting there saying to myself, "You are competing. If you're getting blowed out." I can understand you saying that that's not my guy. But this is a rookie, and y'all are still competing. And he's in every game. He's in. He's going to get it eventually. He's going to get it. Stick with it. But you drafted two rookie quarterbacks, though. Like, and I, that's, I don't understand, so, understand how, how do you expect it to win? Here's the problem. Cam, um, Cam Newton messed it up for everybody. He did. Because Cam Newton came in this league, and he was, he was a star day one at the quarterback position. He didn't need no outside training. He didn't need no, no, no throwing coach. He, he, didn't, he didn't need no extra work on the plays, none of that. He came in this league. His first two games, he threw over 400 yards, both of them, in the first two games he played in. Made them look good. Made them look wait, And if you remember what, Kent, what, what uh, Carolina was before him, they were horrible. They were downright horrible, and then they were competitors ever since then. But, but you and, know, and he messed up everybody because ever since he's come along, everybody has been drafting, thinking that they quarterback could come in this league and be a star day one, and that is not true. That is the hardest position to play. That is the hardest position to play in this in this league. And you know and, what I've always said. And Go back to that. He's still he's still not perfect. He's, he's still an MVP and he's still not perfect. Ain't, and, and there ain't one who is. That's the whole thing. <laughs> ain't, there ain't one who is. You know? Um, it ain't one who is, but then I mean, he's always judged the hardest, no matter what. Oh, well, I, you know, I, could, I can go on that if you want me to, but I ain't going to do it. I, I can tell you why he's judged the hardest, because when you... Oh, no. <laughs> I'm not going to do it. I'm not gonna do it. We're not, I'm not gonna go there today. But uh uh I'll say this though. I'll say this though. Ever since he's come in, everybody has been trying to draft, hoping to get the next one. Hoping to get but, the next one. And and there ain't been as good as Carson Wentz was, Carson ain't nowhere near what he was that first year in the league. That first year in the league, he was he was trying to figure it out. And then he got it. He got it though in the second year. And and luckily for him. That's amazing because some people take two and three years. The average usually takes two and three years to mature in this league before they get it. He got it down in one year. He got it down in one year. Look at golf. Golf was absolutely horrible. The thing about Carson, he was playing with house money regardless. Carson Wentz was playing with house money regardless. He was. He was. But I'm just, I'm just giving you an example uh, of what it takes to make it at that position. He's the favorite quarterback right now. He's one of the best. And he his first year ain't nothing to highlight. 
Oh, yeah. Exact same way. There ain't a single highlight from his first year. But he got it in the second year. He figured it out. But, and, you know, that's from, from the coaching staff because the coaching was horrible. That's why was. Jeff Fisher do it because he wasn't listening. Jeff Fisher wasn't going to listen. No, nah, he wasn't. He, he old school. He old school. I, 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 I like Jeff Fisher, but, man, sometimes you got to – here's the thing. Just, I like Jeff Fisher just like I like Andy Reid. I, I I love the old school mentality. It still works, but sometimes you got to look in the mirror and say it's me. It's yep. me, and people don't want to do that. People that's that's hard for a lot of people to do. It's hard for them alphas to do that. <laughs> it's hard for them to do that and say I'm the problem. <laughs> and Jeff Fisher sure was gonna do it, but he Jeff Fisher didn't have a choice, and and that's the thing about it though. He was gonna get fired regardless. That was the thing about Jeff Fisher. He was going to get fired regardless. And that's the biggest problem with Jeff Fisher was they didn't have another, they didn't have another way to compete. And I was like, so you, you, you have a rookie quarterback, you have a rookie. Early didn't play that great. You know, they, they had Case Kingdom. He didn't play that great at first. Um, you don't have any wide receivers. They get, a, they got a whole bunch of defensive backs, they got a whole bunch of defensive linemen. I mean, he built the team infrastructure wise. And he did it the right way. Problem is, everybody wants to score now. NFL changed. Everybody's got to score. Everybody wants to score and put up points. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're scoring 40 points a game. Everybody's getting the Super Bowl. They're scoring a lot of points. Atlanta's scoring a lot of points. How come we're not scoring points? Well, let's let's get a gunsling. Let's get Jared Goff. They hired, they got drafted Jared Goff. He don't know how to read the NFL playbook. All he used to do was a read off. Read offense. Now you got to teach him, or either you teach him or you change the offense for him. Well, this yep. is not going to change. The offense. You know, you know how to read the Man, I've, I've been preaching this. I have been preaching this for a very long time now. How do you draft a quarterback and then tell him he needs to change to fit your system? Why? You know why? That? that doesn't make sense. That has never made any sense to me. That's why I couldn't under, and, and I'm not and I know some people think I talk about Colin Kaepernick a lot. But and I probably do. I don't care. <laughs> He's an NFL quarterback. Get used to it. <laughs> but Colin went through a situation where his offense changed multiple times. And you knew who Colin was when you drafted him. So why is it you trying to make him this why why are you giving him this pocket passing offense? Why are you giving him that? When you, in other words, here's what I'm gonna say: if if your quarterback, if your quarterback came from a a, a West Coast offense, do not put him in in no in no pro style offense and think that he's supposed to succeed. Exactly. That's just that's you 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 you, you uh, sabotage him at that point. Like I don't understand. I don't understand yeah. that. You but sabotage. To me, that's- to me, that's that mo- that's more of into bad management because nobody nobody wants to admit the fact that they drafted the wrong people for the job. They drafted yep. them. They didn't, they didn't draft the right people. I've been saying it for years, and it's it's for years and years and years because it's the same exact thing over and over again. The wrong people have I don't want to say the wrong people, but they put the wrong people in a position to make decisions all the time. Oh yeah. I, just like Jerry Jones, just like the 90s, the Cowboys have a stale, stagnant offense. 
they trying to build it around a run. I think Ezekiel Elliott is fine. But, I mean, dang, you, you, you got something with Dak Prescott, which I told y'all before in the other part as well. I think Dak Prescott is going to eventually be better than the running game. I, I think they got something with Dak Prescott. But, yeah. I, but he has to mature. He has to mature he, in the league. And, and that's something that, boy, <laughs> there's some people that will tell you that Vincent told them back in, in he, when he was running around, dancing in that backfield like Michael Jackson. <laughs> I sat there and said in front of everybody, now watch his second year be way worse than his first. Because right now, people can't figure this out. But once they do, just like Vic, they're going to shut it down. And he's going to have to rely on that arm a whole lot more. He's got a good arm, but he doesn't have it. He, he, he ain't got the reads down yet. He ain't got the reads down. Like I said, it's the hardest position in the league to play. It, it never came easy to nobody. <laughs> I, I think part of the reason why that is is because the Cowboys are so predictable. Like, everyone knows they're going to run the football with Ezekiel Elliott. Oh, they can't stop him. Well, what if they do stop him? And teams have slowed him down this year. So now mm. so now he's been slowed down that way. Okay, now we're going to look for him to pass the football. We're going to make we're gonna make Des Prescott beat us. And we're going to shut Des yep. Bryant down. We're going to double-team yep. Des. Who's going to do it? They're going yep. to chase him with now the receivers, they just—it's a check down. So some teams aren't able to do it. But if you can't stop, the Rams beat them. Just like the Rams, the Rams beat them the same way. We're gonna force yep. you to make turnovers. I mean, I mean, watching how Seattle did it to them—that right there is the—that right there is what you want, right there. That's the Bible on how to beat them, right there. Yep. I mean, they swarmed around him. And if you if you remember that game, you, you can go back and watch that game. The look that he gave on his face was like, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do because I can't run the ball and I don't have that much time to read the play. <laughs> like that that right there was, I mean, that, that is textbook, man. That is textbook. And I said they were going to figure that out. And it was going to shut it down. It's going to shut it down. Successful. And, and so, um, it, you know, it – Quarterbacks, man, they they not they don't come a dime a dozen. They don't. And you can always find you somebody that fits the system that you run. But people don't always draft for their system. They just draft the best player they think is out there. And they say, and you fit my system. That's, the, that's what sets Belichick apart from everybody else. He finds people who fit the system. Because it's about money. That's exactly mm. why they draft it's the best available because it's about money. It's not about football. It's not about basketball. It, they just they just draft people because money. Yeah. What looks better? A pick nobody knows or a pick everybody mm-hmm. knows? Well, knows I know exactly. he's going to sell tickets. Exactly. That's exactly why Johnny Manziel was supposed to get drafted to the Cowboys, and he never mm-hmm. did. And I, and I was going to say Johnny Manziel was supposed to be a Dallas Cowboy, and he was supposed to be. And he never was, because Jerry Jones wanted him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but hey, it, it, what it is, I, I I'll continue to keep saying that, and that's what I believe. I, I don't, I don't think that the draft picks, draft picks matter, and a lot of times people don't believe that. That you know, it's in, in the NFL. I don't necessarily think that draft picks can change a team. Everyone thinks they do. They don't. Free agency is very important because you have to have infrastructure to build. Yeah, but you got to have room in the NFL. Yeah. Like the locker room's important. Like there's no point of drafting a rookie 
if you can't build anything in the locker room, like if your locker room sucks, what you gonna do? Yep. Same with Seattle. Locker room sucks. What you gonna do? Pittsburgh. They got a locker room. You can't. You're not gonna draft guys that don't fit your locker room, will you? Uh-oh. I just don't think they will. The Cowboys. I mean, I don't know what kind of locker room they have. I don't. I don't know what identity they have. The team is all Jerry Jones. That's the only thing that they have. Yep. I don't know identity. The Texans. Well, you know, mm, that ain't even, uh, I can't even talk. Can't can't speak on that. That locker room. That's a that's a locker room that I think is. If you ask me, there's a little bit of divide there. Uh, and it ain't between players. It's between the players and the coach. Because the coach, the only players know what they can do. They they know what they're capable of doing. And they've had – they've been held back time and time again by the coach. And it's just – and they keep taking L's. And it's getting to the it, – it's gotten to the point where – it's gotten to the point where they're not blaming themselves no more. <laughs> they're not blaming themselves no more, and and they ex- they expect to win. And I think the fans are expecting to win too. And I really think that's why Bill O'Brien came out and he when they lost that one game to uh, Seattle, how he came out and he said, you know, "That's my fault." See, he didn't say nothing when they lost it with when they lost to uh, uh, the Patriots in the same fashion. It was very much his fault, you know. But he didn't say nothing then. But when it happened in Seattle, it was like, man, I'm, I, I will admit this about Bill O'Brien. I wanted him gone, but after saying what I said a minute ago about looking in the mirror, that was one time when he did look in the mirror and said that uh, it's me. But, but since this is the thing, thing about Bill O'Brien, though, I think he's got something. I think the Texans got something with that. But the problem with Bill O'Brien is I don't think he's getting the right support that he needs from the team. That's the problem that I think is happening with the Texans. I don't think they're giving him the proper support and getting him the players that need to be successful. Mm-hmm. Oh, I agree. That's, that's I agree. I mean. Uh... And it's not hard. It's hard to do that. You can't. That, that conference was wide open. It was completely wild. Now, now you've leveraged Jackson. You got Jacksonville that's taken over, period. You know, then you got the Titans that are that are potentially going to get better. You know, what do you do now? Yeah. And uh, that's hard. I mean, it's extremely hard to try to dictate. Now all of a sudden you got all these teams that are getting better. You got Deshaun Watson that I think is is gonna do fine, he's gonna do great, he's gonna do good things, great things. But I mean, you got a running back. I mean, what running back do you have? Deontay Foreman's okay. Mm-hmm. I like Deontay. I do too. He's not. You know, he don't. He don't. He don't want to play for him anymore. He don't like the. He don't like the owner. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. I mean, I a lot of people not wanting to play. That's that's a bad. That's a bad sign. You can't. You can't tell me that this team was was supposed to be successful. The right reads. Come on, man. That's bad business. You don't want to get nobody because they don't want to kneel. Come on, dude. That's yeah. That's 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 the old point right now. That's slave shit. Getting pretty old. That's that slave shit. That's how it works. It's getting very old, and and 
the leagues will start laughing at you. And then you can't get guys to play on your team because you still on that. They don't. They're not kneeling. I mean, come on, bro. You're not gonna make. The you don't want nobody that took a stand. Come yeah. on, man. That's that's kind of childish. That's that's too easy. That's too easy. To get yeah. Way too easy. That they just use that as an excuse, man. That's all. They just to not be. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, when you think about it, they already paid. They just they just using it to pull leverage over people, man. And it's just stupid. It's just stupid. That whole kneeling yeah, thing never made any sense to me. And I never understood anybody's argument for uh, for they should be this or that. or They shouldn't be doing this and doing that. And I ain't going to argue with nobody on social media about it. But just understand, if you hear this, I don't agree with that stupid mentality. Because it was never about the flag. And you know that. Deep in your heart, you know that. That's the thing that bothers me about all of that. It's like, it, this ain't even, we ain't got to do all of this kneeling stuff because it wasn't really about the flag. We know what it was about, but nobody, and whenever that, that conversation comes up, nobody ever wants to have that conversation. So we make it about something else. We always do this. We keep avoiding the real problems. We do this with everything. They've been doing it with the gun laws. They're doing it now with the gun laws and stuff. And I ain't going to go into all of it because this is sports. This is, I, ain't, I ain't even about the politics. I don't even care. But uh, I, I just enjoy my sports, and I hate to see it suffer because of the politics and the money. It just drives me political nuts, man. Yeah, the, you know, it, it, I, to hear somebody say, well, I'm not watching football because they kneeled in the first five minutes of before the game started, like, get out of here, man. <laughs> I'm returning my season tickets. Hand them to me. <laughs> I'll make good use out of them. <laughs> I'll make good obviously, use out of them. <laughs> obviously, you good for it. You yeah, good. you must be good for it if you're just ready to hand them over. Hand them to me. Exactly. Hey, we, we, we good. I, I'll be sure to make I, Hey, they'll be in good hands by a real fanatic of the game. <laughs> Because obviously they don't they don't want to see nobody win. Obviously, they they ain't they ain't they ain't about that man. They ain't about that. They don't want that. But you know that you going back to what we were saying about the quarterbacks and stuff, man. Like you just gotta, like I said about Cam, and I, I'm not I'm not saying Cam is the best quarterback to ever do it. I'm saying Cam is one of the Cam is one of those few times you've ever seen somebody come in day one and they had it, they were ready. At the quarterback position, you don't get that often. You don't get that often at all. Most people, they always need work. They always need something. You know, uh, you don't really get that often. So, um, and he won a national championship too. Yeah, you got to think he won a national. You know, and I was gonna say that I think Deshaun Watson may be on that same level. <clears throat> after that knee injury the second time around, it just kind of makes me scared now because it reminds me of Robert Griffin. Robert Griffin looked good, too. Now, people want to yeah, say he did a lot of check downs in his first year. You know, I don't care about that. I'm just saying that you're talking about a dude who balled out in, in high school and came into the league, and, it, and that first year, it looked like it was transitioning over. And then he took another knee injury, and he never was the same. Robert Griffin's ego. Yeah, his ego got into it also. I, you know, and 
I understand it because I wouldn't want nobody to just call me a running quarterback either. I I tell them the same thing. I try to prove them wrong too, you know. But understand, sometimes, like Lavar said, you got to stay in your lane. <laughs> I mean, let's just be honest. Sometimes you got to stay in your lane, <laughs> and and that was one of those times. You know, maybe if you was a little bit bigger of a quarterback, um. If he was a little bit bigger of a quarterback, maybe you could uh, withstand some hits like that. But you know, he he was too small to be to be trying to run head to head with some of those guys like he was. But I, I'm gonna say this about Robin Griffin the third because I'm very I like Robin Griffin coming out of Baylor. I really did some text when I from him. He's he trying to get in the league now. I still think he can contribute. I don't know if he could be a starter in the league. I don't. I, he he got to show me that he's healthy. Number one, there's a lot of positions. There's a lot. There's a lot of. There's a lot of uh, opportunity out there to compete uh, for a position. He's not going to be a starter. He, he's definitely not going to be a starter. But can he contribute? But this, but this is my point was this though. As much as people talked about the read option in the NFL, it's still pertinent today. Everyone yeah. still runs variations of the read option. If you run a perfect read option, you still can't stop it. If you got the right guys in place, you still can't stop that read option. That's what Colin was showing you. <laughs> it don't matter how long you've been in the game. It don't matter what you know. <laughs> you got to figure this out. You know, and you know what's still funny to me? What? What's even funnier? Patriots, they run a read option. Yeah. No one talks about nope. that. Or oh, they run the spread option, I should I say. And they've been running it for years. No one talks about the Patriots. Nope. Not at all. Not at all. Well, because Tom Brady's Tom Brady. Yeah, they don't have they don't have a running back. Mm-mm. Nope. <laughs> Not at all. But, but it's it's okay when it's okay when the Patriots do it. Because they're the model, you know, we don't want to get on that. <laughs> <laughs> One thing I'll, I'll, like I said, I give the Patriots, you know, often is that man, they, they are one team. They the only team that I can, I can call right now that I've seen year in and year out draft in the bottom of the, uh, of uh, the draft, and they still are at the top of the league. Everybody drafts ahead of them, and yet they still stay at the top. And it ain't going to change when Tom Brady – that's the thing. It ain't going to change when Tom Brady's gone. No, 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 no. No, it ain't going to change because they got a system in place. Now, it'll be gone once once coach is gone. And that's the thing about it, though. You said it. They have a system. That's when you know you can coach. Yeah. They're, they're the San Antonio Spurs of the NFL. Yeah, that's what it is. You beat the system, then you beat the team. But until then, that's – you know what I'm saying? You ain't got to – most people, you got to plan You got to plan for Antonio Bryant. You have to plan for Adrian Peterson. You have to plan for Ezekiel Elliott. But you don't – your plan ain't really revolved around Tom Brady. It's that, it's that system. Exactly. Your plan don't revolve around uh, Gronk. <laughs> it's the system. <laughs> you have to beat the system. Well, people don't believe that, though. People don't think that. And, and you know what? And that's how they keep taking L's. That's why people like Hogan keep beating you and you're trying to figure out what school did he go to? 
Where did he come from? It don't even matter. <laughs> he fits the system. <laughs> That's what matters. <laughs> I said this before and I said again. The San Antonio Spurs, they don't hit home runs. They, they never try to hit home runs in the draft. Just like baseball, they get bases. Mm-hmm. On base. Yep. Hey, listen, we, we every once in a while we can hit a home run. We get lucky. We get in a good position. We'll hit a home run. Yeah. Kawhi Leonard, they got a home run with Kawhi Leonard. Perfect example. You know, we got Tim Duncan. We hit a home run. But Tony Parker, they hit a home run. And but if we can get on base, we just draft guys that fit our system. It's like the uh, uh, what's the movie that they they just explain that in in the baseball movie. Um, Moneyball, money yeah, Moneyball. They explain it it's like, listen, we ain't, we ain't out here trying to get runs. We trying to get on base. <laughs> we trying to get on base. If we can get on base, <laughs> then we can worry about the runs. <laughs> you know, yeah, and that's exactly true. yeah. But 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 teams, everything is so money driven. They want to get the best player now. They want to draft the best player available, the best player now. Who's the best player? Who's and that's why I said the Browns. I don't I don't even think the Browns may even, that they may draft a top player, one guy, and then they'll probably trade somebody else. I, it, it wouldn't surprise me if they did. Yeah. Give me Saquon. We'll trade another. We'll trade another guy away and get him Martavius Bryant. Whew. Or we'll trade another guy away and get Dez Bryant or something like that. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, it doesn't it doesn't surprise me if they do. Eventually, eventually you're gonna have to stop playing with rookies yeah. and start getting positive because that's the only way gonna do. nobody's gonna actively come to Cleveland just because. Yeah. you gotta start. One thing about Cleveland is this: they they problem is their first pick was seems to have always been a quarterback. They never really put invest any time in the guys they had. They just keep looking for a home run hitter. Out the box, like we talked about, and you yeah. wasn't getting that. You wasn't getting it, and so every year you waste your your pick again on another quarterback. You waste your first pick, and it's like now for the first time you ain't got to draft a quarterback. You don't have to draft one. Get your tail back, and then with your next pick, you can you can play with that one. I honestly think you should get that linebacker. Most people don't think he should be drafted that high. But I think this. Here's what I feel. I don't care what other people think. I want what I want. And if I got the opportunity to get it, I'm going to get it. <laughs> I don't care about the And they, they do that because of money. They do that stuff because of money. There's a lot of people telling me that quarterback shouldn't be that, – that, I mean, uh, that linebacker shouldn't be drafted that high. I don't care what you think. I want him on my team, so I'm finna pick him. I don't want nobody else. Exactly. That's what I want. <laughs> See, that's the problem. That's been the, that's been the issue with a lot of those teams. I'm going to draft because that's the number one draft pick. No, 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 Just because he's number one don't mean it's number one for you. You draft who's good. You draft who's good for your program. Mm-hmm. That's what you do. That's what you do. Gosh. Now you get that linebacker and, 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 and you pair him up with uh with uh Miles uh Miles Garrett. Man, you got something. You got something going now. You may make Joe want to come back. <laughs> And now they got to. Now, now they gotta fight. Now they gotta find somebody there. But like I don't I I have been saying this for years. I've been telling my buddy work, I've been telling him for years. I said the Browns are on their way to being successful. And I said once they start, once they start winning, I don't think it's gonna stop. Mm-hmm. Everybody, everybody's gonna catch the wave. And they, 
They're gonna take somebody's spot in that division. It may be Cincinnati. It's gonna be Cincinnati. Oh, I got a prediction for you. When they take Cincinnati's spot, coach is gone. Coach is gone at that point. Man. That's when they're gonna let him loose. That's when they're gonna let him loose. Because it's it's gonna be like, okay, we've been we've been sitting in the same spot for this long. And now it's time to go. Now it's time for him to go because now we uh we we we're last in the division now because of it because we we've been, you know what we've been loyal to our friend the friend of the family and he ain't really helping this organization win games. I mean, he even you he know what I'm willing to step down at one point. I didn't mean cut y'all, but I just said he was even willing to step down at the, at one point, and they still was like, "Nah, let's extend your contract." Like. If he's ready to step down, understand that he knows it too. He knows it. Cause I, cause, cause, cause I can't, cause I can't feel the void. Mm-mm. They're afraid to start. Everybody's afraid to start over on the team. Like, I don't know why they're afraid to start over. It doesn't make any sense. If you're afraid to start over, you're never gonna win. You you gonna have to start from somewhere. Like it, it's inevitable. You gonna have to start from somewhere. You you gonna have to take an L. I mean, it, 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 that's. You're not just gonna keep rebuilding, keep re- you, you don't have enough in place to keep doing that. Marvin Lewis built the team, he's kept them afloat barely, but other than that, you, you don't have enough to keep going. Uh-uh. That's the problem. If you if you're going to if you're going to commit to rebuilding, you're gonna be you have to be ready to take an L. Like San Francisco, prime example. If you're committed to rebuilding the team, you have to be prepared to take the L. And they they've been taking the L for the past couple of years now. Yeah. They look, look, this is what it's going to take when I take an L. Now, all of a sudden, they're slowly trending. And the next year, they could win 10 games. The year after that, hey, boom, next thing you know, the division's open. I don't think they're going to be better than the Rams next year, but shoot, it could be something. But you have to learn how to take the L. That's the other problem with the rest of the division. And what I was saying was, I think my prediction with the Cleveland Browns is, I think they'll get eight and eight, nine and seven. Mm-hmm. But I also, think, I also think this is Bill Belichick's last year in New England, and there's a tie-in with this okay. because they're going to retool that team, start over, fire Bill Belichick, he'll walk away. They're going to fire Tom Jackson in uh, in Cleveland, and guess who's going to take his spot? Ah. Belichick goes back to Cleveland, where he got started, where he should have been, where he could have been, goes to Cleveland and says, you know what? They'll pay me a whole bunch of money to be in Cleveland. I'll be in Cleveland. I'll do it. I'll stay here for a couple of years. I'll give me a new coaching staff, and I'll, and I'll build a team as is. And I'm, I'm just going to walk away from the game. We're going to pay him a lot of money to come to Cleveland. Because, you know, he was supposed to be the Cleveland Browns coach. He was. Supposed he was. to be the Browns coach. So, you know what? You know what? I'll let y'all have it. Because y'all, because I don't think Robert Kraft is ready to let Tom Brady go. I think Bill Belichick has been ready to let Tom Brady go for the longest. Mm. He don't really care about all this Tom Brady stuff. He's like, I'm, my job is a coach. He doesn't, he doesn't like uh, the – he doesn't like the fame that comes with his success, like some people do. I don't even know if if I uh, I don't even know if Tom Brady likes it as much as people think he does. Um, I don't think he 
but but you know he's he wants to distance himself from a lot of it and a lot of it is just Tom. I mean, there's some Gronk stuff too, which I feel like Gronk, he I feel like maybe he eventually finna get rid of Gronk too. You yep. know, a lot of that is but, Gronk as well, but he just he like from what he's he's a quiet guy, man. It's weird. But then when you watch him like in the combine and he's just sitting there chilling and he ain't he ain't working when he off the clock, he really cool. He's sitting there cracking jokes and everything. You know? Yeah. He's got his own personality. When he clock in, they, hey, there ain't no play. There ain't no fun time. But see, but see, that's the thing, though. That's the thing that people that's that's the reason why I said it's getting to be more of a, a Tom Brady thing in New England rather than just football. Mm-hmm. It's getting to be more what does Tom Brady want? Because he was committed, and this is what I was reading to it. He was committed for having Jimmy Garoppolo. He He's been waiting for Tom to and walk away. So he said, listen, this is a brand new person fresh air. Yeah. We don't have to worry about Tom Brady anymore. Let's just start over. Boom, we got our new guy in here. We like him. He, we've been molding him for the past few years. Let's, boom, let's just give it to him. They never did that. And they traded him to San Francisco. And I know he was pissed off about that. Everyone said, no, no. Oh, he was mad about that. Yeah. I, I could I can see that. So so what if what if this is his last year in New England? He he decides he wants to walk away. I'm said, listen, you know, I don't want to be here anymore. I've won five Super Bowls, six Super Bowls, whatever it is. I'm ready to walk away. You know, Tom Brady's not gonna retire. Maybe Tom Brady retires. If he doesn't, so what? I'm just gonna walk away from, from New England. Guess what? I'm going to be the GM and I'm gonna be the head football coach. In, in, in Cleveland. Cleveland said they already have their GM, but better yet, we're going to fire the new, we're going to fire this GM, we're going to demote him, and we're going to put Bill Belichick in his spot. We're going we're gonna to make him an advisory to the GM, and we're going to make him the head football coach too. And we're going to have you run Cleveland the way you want. Ooh. Yeah. Now all of a sudden, Tyrod Taylor's job is in jeopardy because I think it's just a one-and-done thing. I don't think he's going to be their, their quarterback in the future, but they got him as a as some uh, as a bridge quarterback, uh-huh. but next thing you know, you got you got Bill Belichick there. He was at there. You got a defense, he's a defensive guy. Now he's in the same division with Pittsburgh. Oh my gosh! Ooh! Now all of a sudden, Cleveland is 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 the team to beat in the AFC North. Yeah. I mean that's. I, that's that's crazy to me, but then again, that's a prediction. I still think Cleveland's probably going to be eight and eight, nine and seven, eight and eight. They'll flirt around with the playoffs eventually. I don't. I'm not too big on Tyrod Taylor to be completely honest with you. I think he's okay. He's like Colin Kaepernick to me. Mm-hmm. They both they both one. Yeah. He's he's um uh, he he's a uh, to me. You know, I told you about my three tiers. He's like middle of my tier two, pretty much. He's like my tier two quarterback. I think. I think he. I think he has talent. I think that he can contribute to a team, but it it can't be. He, you can't put him in a situation like Aaron Rodgers and expect for him to do his thing. You can't put him in a situation like Drew Brees was in. Now, Drew Brees ain't really in that situation right now because now he got some tailback. He got some dogs. Uh, but, you know, for some years, Drew Brees was the only thing on that team. 
and he's made some names out of some of them receivers that we don't even know. I bet you you couldn't name none of them receivers from not one of them <laughs> from his past. Uh, he, he's made some he's made some people's careers, and um, he's made some people's careers. So. You can't put Tyrod Taylor in one of those positions, but you could take Tyrod Taylor and you could put him in the situation that Tom Brady's in, and I think he could win. He can win you something. You could put him in a situation yeah. where he is uh, on a team like Dax. You could put him there. You could put him in. You could put him in in a situation with the Eagles. You know what I'm saying? Where it's not really based off of what you do solely. You know, and that's why I think. Exactly. That this is gonna work it with the Browns if you get the right tools at this point. You finna build, you got something that you're working on here that's gonna have everybody pumped. Cause we we gonna see for the first time, we're about to watch a team literally start from the bottom and now we here. <laughs> literally. Exactly. So I mean they won what what one game in two years, or maybe no games in two years or something like that. You know. Uh they've been horrible. I mean, I I think that he's he's okay. I think he's gonna be fine. I think um, I think that a lot about a lot of quarterbacks. You just gotta find the right system, though. You gotta find the right system. There are some people that are just bad, like uh, Oswaller, Brock Oswaller. I, I I think he's horrible. You know, I don't think he's a starter at all. But somehow he's found a few starting jobs. I don't want to say Brock Osweiler was horrible. I think he was in a bad situation to be successful. They put a lot on him to be successful. I don't think he, I don't think he developed quite like he should have been developing. And I, I just think he was just in a bad situation. But that was his fault. That's the problem. See, he left Denver. Denver, Denver tried to keep him though, but he he was upset with that with that whole situation where they started paid Manning over him. And I'm like, man, you know what? I understand the ego. I do understand the ego there, but we talking about a legend in the game. Like I don't, I I'm not gonna be mad. For the, I know, I, I know physically you can throw further than he can right now. I understand that, but we're talking about a legend in the game. I'm not, I'm not walking away from him. He's gonna walk away from me. I'm not gonna be mad at him for making money though. I, I ain't gonna be mad at him. For, I can't be mad at him. And paid. and so that's what. And and here's what I'll say about him. So yeah, they did put a lot of pressure on him, but he put that on him because he felt like he was ready. He did that to him. And then he went to Cleveland. And you understand? I said he's got several starting jobs. He still ain't developed. And now he's back in Denver and it still ain't developed. It ain't gonna be developed. He really wasn't he that dude is like six seven. I mean, physically, you think that that's something. But man, he's He's like that guy that, man, I hate to say this, but it's true. He's like that big guy that everybody respects, but the honest, but the truth is, he got two left feet. <laughs> That's what it is. Like I hate to say that about him, but that's true. And you know exactly what I'm talking about because you see it a lot in basketball. That happens a whole lot in basketball when you try to make something oh, yeah. out of nothing. <laughs> but I mean, I, I can't be mad at Brock though, like. I, I'm the well, I'm, I'm, I'm referring this. His agent. 
Bobby in the book. I, I just, I just caught what it was. He ain't good, but I ain't mad at him. I'm mad at everybody who thought he was gonna be something. <laughs> it, it, it's everybody else's fault. I'm mad at, I'm mad at Houston because we wasted that money. Now, thankfully, we we got that off of us, but we wasted that money. You know, and in the end, it did lead to us getting um, uh, Deshaun Watson. So I'm, I'm good. I'm cool with that. But he was horrible. He's still horrible. And this and this has been four years removed now from Denver the first time. And he's still as a matter of fact, I think he's regressing. I think he's getting worse. Man, when, when you know, you know, once your confidence is shot, it's hard for you to recoup that. You're right. And so he has to has to prove now he's on a prove it contract, or now he has to prove it to where it's got to be, you know, this has got to be this type of deal. But he already knows he's not going to be the starter in Denver. You know, Cleveland didn't want him. You it's know, bad so when you go to Cleveland and they say, no. Nah. It's bad. Well, well, we don't know. We don't know if it was his agent telling them we don't want to stay here. We don't, we don't know if it was, a, it was a play move where they came to a mutual agreement. No, no, no. Where no. They I'm talking just, about during the season. I'm talking about during the season when Cleveland was just like, nah, this dude cannot play. Like, like they was they was talking about that during the season. Because Tom Jackson is the guy, though. He's like the quarterback whisperer now. Yeah, supposedly. Tom Jackson is the guy. Yeah, that's what they say. But that's, that's, I don't think that's what they say. They say, but now I'm looking at – I'm looking at what you did to Deshaun. I'm looking at, uh, you know, you going to get Brock, and that turned out to be another flop. I'm looking at the dude behind Deshaun that that, that couldn't produce nothing either. <clears throat> I don't, I don't see no whispering going on. <laughs> I like Deshaun. I just I like Deshaun. Desperate. I see. I like Deshaun Kaiser. Don't get me wrong. I like Deshaun Kaiser. I'm seeing a guy who's and he ain't willing to pr- develop nobody. So. To hear that he's a quarterback whisperer, I'm like, nah. To be a whisperer, you got to develop. <laughs> but then that ain't that ain't finding a, a pot of gold at the end of the rainbow. That means you got to make that pot of gold. <laughs> but then again, you're only playing with you're only playing with guys that are inexperienced. Uh-huh. So now I have to now <laughs> put. I don't know exactly what type of work I have to put into this kid that's coming in. I don't know if he can he read the play because you know these yeah. kids at a college they're not. No, I, I understand that. But what I'm saying is that there was a lack of development. Like he gave up on him. It wasn't no development going on. There wasn't no whispering going on. That was just, no, nah, he ain't the guy. <laughs> and, and, and he said, and that was the thing. I mean, I, those ain't my words. Those are his. He said these things. <laughs> he said these things, man. And so, I mean, like, like, don't get me wrong. I still got respect for him. I, I, I still got a whole lot of respect for him. But for somebody to give him that kind of credit as being some quarterback whisperer, you, I don't see it. Maybe in his past, you know, you know, but not now. You know, well as I know, you know, well as I know when that owner started looking at wins and losses. I was gonna say now pressure, pressure bust pipes. So maybe that was the idea when he first got there, but. Trust me, taking them ales back to back like that has got him pretty desperate right now. And I understand it does that to anybody. It'll do that to anybody. And hey, taking some ales, but but then again, like I said, then again though, it's it's 
it was one of those situations where what more could you have done? Yeah. What what more could you have done with a rookie quarterback? You couldn't they they weren't they weren't the Cowboys where they the offense was automatically built. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. They they the line was okay. They didn't have a a, a rookie running back like that. Mm-hmm. So I mean, you had, you had to do something. I couldn't. I can't. I can't give. I can't say Tom Jackson. I can't say it was a bad idea. To here's, just here's where I I I will I will. Uh, here's my rebuttal to that that statement. It ain't just the rookie. You you had Brock, no. <laughs> and you. In one year, you was like, nah, he got to go. You, and during the middle of the season, you swapped him out for whoever the other dude is. I, Lord knows. I don't know his name. But, um, um, but and it wasn't just – so I'm saying like – and then you had – we forget he had Robert Griffin too. Now, Robert, is that was his own fault. Robert sat there and slammed into that linebacker like he <laughs> – like he 240. <laughs> Instead of stepping out of bounds, that was his own fault, you know. Like he still had the shoes. Yeah, but he found out otherwise. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a different type of league now. Somebody, somebody should have told him it's a type of league. But Rob, but, but this is this is the thing about I, I just I'm I, there's a disconnect for me. There's a disconnect with drafting players because they're available and drafting players because of need. And I think once you get to the point in time where you have players out of need and not because they're available, I think that's when you start building the program. Yeah. But I don't think I don't think Cleveland could have done that. They needed Cleveland needed fanfare. They needed money. They needed a top prospect. One guy. They had to have a, a player. You know what I'm saying? They don't have anybody else. The highest draft pick, the the, the biggest name guy that they gotten was Johnny Manziel. In the past few years, like he was a Heisman Trophy winner, they got Johnny Manziel, and you know we all know what happened with that. Mm-hmm. And that was a money. Now, easily Johnny Manziel could have went to, it could have went to the Saints. As I say, the Saints could have drafted Johnny Manziel. Listen, we're gonna we're gonna groom you behind what you call it, and whenever you're ready, we, we, he'll he'll teach you some stuff, and we'll go from there. That could have been a nice little draft pick for Johnny, but but no, they they had to draft somebody with a high name. And take him. I, I don't think Johnny Menzel was prepared for playing the NFL just yet. I thought he was. I thought he was okay at college football. He, you know, he was all right, but the NFL is a totally different animal. And especially if he's a short quarterback and he's not making reads right, I mean, it's, it's tough. Mm-hmm. It's very tough. NFL want big quarterbacks. They they want big big quarterbacks, small receivers, big quarterbacks. That's exactly what they want right now. Mm-hmm. Six foot, everything six foot and up. Big quarterbacks, big quarterbacks, big quarterbacks, big quarterbacks. Small, fast, wide receivers, uh, um, running backs. Running backs need to be multi-purpose. They need to be able to line up in the backfield, catch. I mean, um, what's his name? Christian McCaffrey. He is the prototypical running back in the NFL right now. He don't even have that many carries. Nope. He's not. I. I'll give it give some time. I think he's gonna be a wide receiver. Why he hasn't why they haven't attempted to uh to kind of move him around like that, you know? Um what kind of well uh, let me I I'm I'm gonna use this dynamic. 
and I'm gonna play the race card. I'm I'm go- I am going to play the race card as a right. I was trying to avoid it. I'm a- I am gonna play the race card. All right, let's do it. Christian McCaffrey survived as a running back in in the, in the NCAA. Very good running back, kickoff returner, great. Your daddy is pretty much a Hall of Fame wide receiver. He's got two Super Bowls already. Couldn't you just be a wide receiver at 5'11", 6 foot? I don't understand why you can't be a wide receiver. We know you got hands. You're very fast. Mm-hmm. Shouldn't, you just, shouldn't you just switch over to a wide receiver? Or, you know, someone, someone could say that he could possibly do that. No, I tell you what, we'll give Lamar Jackson, the Heisman Trophy winner, the kid that can't throw, I'm using quotation marks that well, we're going to convert him into a wide receiver. Why? Because he's six foot three. He's pretty fast. Mm. But what's the difference? What's the difference? We got one guy that we know, we know can play wide receiver. Mm-hmm. But no, you see, you see I, I don't understand. I don't understand the logic behind what's good for the goose isn't good for the I, I don't understand that. <laughs> yeah. Somebody explains to me, we know Christian McCaffrey can play wide receiver. We know this for a fact. But we don't know if Lamar Jackson can play wide receiver. But you don't want him throwing the football. Huh. Nope. Anyone in Heisman Trophy? You know what? Let me. Yeah. 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 Sometimes, man. Sometimes they tell, they tell me, man, sometimes I need to be quiet. <laughs> I know Christian McCaffrey. We both know Christian McCaffrey can, can lead his team in receiving at least yep. a thousand yards. Yep. I'm not Yep. I'm not, it's a matter of time before he's going to play wide receiver. It's a matter of time before he'll be converted to wide receiver. Matter of time. Lamar Jackson, it's a matter of time before he leads his team in receive, in, in rushing and passing. And in the, in the, that's the this the NFL game. That's what the NFL is going to. What they don't want they don't want you to they don't want to say that uh-huh. because it makes it like this position is acceptable. But then again, he's not, you know, let me, you know, hey, you know, hey, you know, hey, you know. Hey, I asked the, I don't want to do it. I, I'm going to be quiet. I, you know what, man? It, we, in a league that is 80-something percent black, I still find it amazing that there ain't but like four black quarterbacks that start in this league. <laughs> and and then there, there's, there's probably if you want to give a percentage, there's probably about thirty percent, twenty five to thirty percent of those dudes that come out at black quarterback position, come out of the uh, college at a at that black quarterback position, they get told that they cannot play quarterback in the league. They just get told that. Period. They never get. They never get out of it. That no, nobody ever says, "Well, let's work you out and see what you can do, and then figure it out." Mm-mm. They just get told. Oh, you you can't play wide receiver. You can't play uh, quarterback. Why? How come I can't play quarterback? Been playing in my whole life, and that's where I have the problem with the money. You know, money chasing will will allow what money chasing really does to you. You always end up selling yourself short. You know, and I just uh, I just don't agree with it. I don't always agree. But then again. But then again, look at Geno Smith. Look at 
look at the other African American quarterbacks that didn't pan out. And the but you know what though? But you know what though? That's okay because there's a lot of white quarterbacks that don't pan out every year. Exactly. We, we okay with that for some reason. We're okay with that. That, that don't bother nobody that Brock Osweiler has made millions and has yet to produce. <laughs> we okay with the fact that Tim Tebow is literally probably the worst quarterback the NFL has ever seen, but we'll say uh, we'll turn around and say that uh, um, uh, uh, Jamarcus Russell is instead of him. And Jamarcus Russell got way more completions than he does. That man said Jamarcus Russell. It's facts. Tell me when I'm wrong. <laughs> you said Jamarcus Russell. Hey, you you in the bag right now. You're in your bag. Hey, you're in your bag. Hey, see, that's why I try to be quiet. I try to. <laughs> I try to, but I'm just saying. I'm just being honest, man. You look at you look at the situation, and it's like it. The game is rigged. It's unfair. It is rigged <laughs> for that certain people to win. I'm not even gonna say people of color because honestly, it ain't even about. There's sometimes where the color comes into play, but then there's other times where it's just rigged for certain people, and I don't know why. I, it's just it favors some people for some reason. It's favors the quarterbacks. They want the quarterback position to be the most position out there because that's what people identify. That's the guy who has the ball. Majority of the time is a quarterback. Just like in baseball, the pitcher is one of the most coveted positions because he has the ball predominantly all the time. Mm-hmm. So basketball, eh, I don't know so much. Soccer is a little bit different. Striker, I guess whatever in soccer, they you know, Leo Messi and those guys, they, they want them to have the glory. But the quarterback position is always going to be the number one. Could you imagine, and J.D. was saying this last time, mm-hmm. can you imagine – Having that head football, the the the, the leader of the organization, and listening to him talk like that, how he sounds, it sounds bad. It really does. But can you imagine the owner and the, how the owners think? Can you imagine having this is my franchise quarterback? Yeah, and just, that looks bad. Like, I, and to and just to think, that's how some of them think. I know, I know, I know a couple already off the bat. I know Steve McNair, or I wasn't called Bob McNair. It I, luckily he got Deshaun Watson. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. I don't, could you have made an exception? Could you have made an exception for Johnny Manziel? I, I don't. Johnny Manziel's play quarterback has won the Heisman Trophy, but teams strictly took him off the board. They they would not draft Johnny Manziel. Period. And he's had too much trouble. He shouldn't have been drafted, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. It's trouble surrounding him. I don't think Kevin Sumlin did him a favor. I think they babied him a lot. <laughs> I can I can speak on it. I've I've been I I've been quoted as talking about Johnny Manziel and and his issues. Let me let me, you know I'm gonna go there for just a minute. Just give me a second here. So. Johnny Menzel is a product of getting everything you want in life. There's a lot of other people the exact same way because money does that to people. When you win, it ain't, yeah, it's money. It's all, it's money and wins. It's that together because when you winning, 
Nobody wants to tamper with that. So in Johnny Manziel's situation, Johnny Manziel was getting in trouble every year in college. Every year he was doing something that, that showed you who he really was. But the problem was he's a kid. This is where I talk about kids and adults. So he's a kid, and there wasn't an adult around to say, you need to calm down. Because the adults who were around were all uh, uh, profiting off of his success. So, exactly. so in a way, it's like he's allowed to be that kid and be that ignorant, you know what I'm saying, in, in public where nobody had, you know what I'm saying, nobody set him down and said, no, this, this is why I like the old school way of things. Because the new school, the problem is you let the kids raise the parents. <laughs> and I, I'm being dead serious. Now we're talking about we talking about more than sports at this point. Like we're talking about real social issues. How you gonna tell somebody they can't beat their child? They can't they can't spank their child. And and you wonder why you got so many kids now running things in the house that, that ain't afraid of their parents, that ain't afraid of, of authority. You wonder why. You wonder why you got kids acting now. But in but going back to the sports real quick, um everybody's profiting off of his success. So nobody bothered to stop and say, hey, hey, kid, you, you messing up. You messing up bad. You need to get it in. You need to get it in gear. You need to get it in order. It, and here's the crazy thing. It ain't just Johnny. Johnny is the biggest face for it. There's been Justin Blackman. Everybody knew Justin Blackman had a problem. You, people knew it, exactly. whispering about Justin Blackman in college. Exactly. And, and about the college. My brother-in-law went to went to uh, Oklahoma State. He went to Oklahoma, so I already and I've been to several of those games. I already knew some of those situations before he got drafted, because I heard the stories. Right. When you when you sit in the stage, you hear the stories. Yeah, that boy got a drinking problem. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And, and nobody wants to correct it because you winning. Nobody wants to step in as an adult and say, "Hey, put it down." I ain't gonna tell you again. I'm going to have to take something away from you, you know? It, it, nobody wants to do that, and I don't understand. I don't understand we letting these kids just raise themselves in society now, man, and it's just it's damaging them as they get older, and it's ruining them. Trey Mason, he's another problem. Yeah. Problems. I didn't even know about Trey Mason's problems until I, I happened to catch my boy uh, uh, Flim Low Raps, you know, his, one of his videos. And it was showing how he's how how he kind of pretty much di- did his own self dirty outside the league, you know, di- to get out of the league, you know what I'm saying? And and it's just like, man, like you got you got adults now, and I call them adults because now they're in adult positions, and they still act like right. kids, and they losing their mind. Right. It's right. so many of them who who are walking into this league and they got addiction problems because. They let somebody let them have that in college, and they never tried to put it in check. Josh Gordon, and it took how many years now for him to fix it? <laughs> you know what and, then, you know, and people and and people and it's crazy because I I get frustrated when I hear people say, "Man, he blowing it. He he blowing he what he got." He, and I and I used to be one of them until I one day I just understood that man, you know what? I can't say that this kid is blowing what he got. Because the truth is, nobody ever told him he was doing anything wrong until now. He's an adult now. So imagine if you got to do everything you wanted your whole life, and then all of a sudden, one day, somebody tells you, no, that's wrong. You need to stop. 
Are you going to be able to? Just because somebody told you it's wrong. You are addicted now to it. It's, it's what you do. It's who you are. It's who you are. I mean, wasn't that uh, Le'Veon Bell that, that kept saying, no, nah, I'm going to continue to keep smoking? How many right. times have he failed drug tests before? You know what I'm saying? Like it's, <laughs> it, it's, it's out there. It's just that Johnny Manziel is the biggest face of it, where you let somebody get out of it. was bigger than drugs for Johnny. It was, he, he was just out of control. I feel, like, I feel like this is also about to be the story for old boy in Oklahoma. But I don't like to I don't like to put that kind of mojo on something, you know, that 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 nonsense on somebody, but I hope he ain't he ain't gonna be one of those stories. I'm hoping he's not. I just hope he got a mouth problem where he don't have no filter. You know, I, that, that's fixable. That's fixable over time. You know, I hope we don't find out later on down the road that he can't stop drinking. He can't stop smoking. You know, right? he can't stop partying to get it to get it together. You know, right. Because if that's the case, man, he gonna he gonna mess up. He gonna mess up his opportunity, too. And I, I, I think Baker Mayfield kind of got the little hint at at the fact that you can't you can't do everything or whatever. You can't because that comparison to, to Johnny Manziel is enough. Yeah. I mean, that, that's you want, right now, you don't want to be compared to Johnny Manziel. You, you don't want that. You know, he didn't, he didn't win. Did he win the Heisman? Johnny? He won the Heisman, didn't he? Baker Mayfield. Baker Mayfield, yeah, he did. You won the husband, and I'm I meant to touch on this too about about A and M. I think A and M was responsible for that, and I say that because A and M was so excited to leave Texas, I mean, leave the Big Twelve, and they went to the SEC. And the first year they left the SEC, or the second year they left the SEC, they got a Heisman Trophy winner, and they shut down shop. They they redid the stadium. I mean, they were so focused on. A&M being the it factor and everything is big, bigger and better than SEC. And, you know, Kevin Sumlin's patting, getting pat on the back. The alumni is loving it and putting in money. They didn't fix, They didn't try to fix the root issue or the cause of that. They didn't try to fix the player. They just – they was they were so running forward and uh-huh. annexing themselves 12 and everything else, they forgot about football. And I really believe that's one of the main causes to have with John – because – it's going to take a football coach to come in, just like we said, Gary Patterson. You know, I say I had to save that kid's life. You know, I don't think you. I don't think you thought about these. Are, to me, these are still not to me that they're still. Yeah, you know, they're still responsible. Like if I send my child to your school for you to become a better young man, that's a part of the process. I don't think you're there to play football. I send him there for. Other reasons too, camaraderie about being an adult, you know, learning, you know, learning system, learning responsibility, being with the team, discipline. You send your kids to those schools for that. You don't send them just to wild out and play. That's not the part of that. You send them for growth. You want them to be in a program to where the kid, that kid can actually grow up and be a functioning adult. You know, that's that's a, that's what it should be. That's a part of recruiting. That's what that's why I think Arizona State is gonna have probably one of the best. Programs out there because Herm Edwards ain't gonna play that jump. Nah, and you gonna sit Edwards because he's gonna he's gonna teach the man. Now, unfortunately, do I think they're gonna win? I don't think they are. 
I think he's going to build that program up. They may win eight games one year or 75. He'll take them to a couple of bowl games, but he's going to structurally build that program to where they're good men. Prime example, Dabo Sweeney. Mm -hmm. All of a sudden, it took them a while. It took them a while to get going, but, man, he just got good kids. Like, those kids, you don't hear anything out of Clemson. When you hear about Clemson have bad players, I, I oh. hear about Clemson oh. They don't play that junk. Oh, you you hear Alabama every week. Cause why? They get the best players, and I all all the time the best players don't necessarily mean they're the best behaved players. Oh. They're just the mm -hmm. so and and it's and it's a systematic thing. I don't want to like I said, I don't want to talk about I'm not a racist person. Y'all know I'm not a racist person. Yeah, I mean, I, Lord knows people know I'm not I'm not a racist person. I, I'll point out when I see something wrong. When I see something wrong, I point out. I, I, I don't mess around with that. I'm a point to remember the Titans. Remember when when Coach Boone and, and the other coach had that thing about he was getting on to just the black players. Yeah. And he was like, you know, you don't tell you don't you don't holler at me when I get on the PD and other, you know, other guys like that. Yeah. Or oh, when he get on other white players, he said, "No, you have to coach the kid, not the, you. You have to coach that kid. You have to be in that kid's life. It can't just be I'm gonna get you here to call. I'm gonna get you here to benefit my job, but I care less about what you do. I some some programs do that. They let kids do whatever they want to do, but most of the time, especially in a football program that big, a football program, you dealing with a hundred kids." I mean, you got to be on – hey, they, you got to be on your P's and Q's. Like, you have to be on them constantly. There's always there's always that one that's going to destroy everything. You you have to have a relationship with those players. That's difficult. You got to be on those guys, especially if you're quarterback. A head coach and a quarterback should always have the best relationship. The head coach and the quarterback should have the best relationship. Like, you, you, can't, you can't tell me Kevin Sumlin didn't know John Menzel had red flags. You couldn't tell me he didn't know that. He didn't care. He didn't care. He didn't care. Yeah, you know, he didn't care. Deshaun Watson went to the national championship game twice. You didn't hear anything bad about Deshaun Watson. Nothing. Nothing. But him and his coach had a good relationship. I mean, Jameis James Winston had a rocky. Jameis Winston had a rocky time at Florida State. He did. He was just rocky. He did. And, I, and, I, and I think Jimbo Fisher – took up for him when he shouldn't have. He made it okay for him to do that because he was winning football games. Yep. And I think James Winston should have been suspended more and more games or whatever. I think he had to set out maybe one game or two games, something like that. I, like that. I think he should have been a little bit more. He, he was – he just – he kept doing – it's just too many things. To me, it's just too many instances where you just kept doing stuff. You just – just too – you just kept doing stuff, kept doing stuff. Cam Newton – he left Florida. He got kicked out of Florida, went to JUCO. You know, he he was wilding out at some point in time. And, you know, everything about the money situation, he went to Auburn. And, you know, he had to sit out a game or so or whatever because they were trying to redo his his dad's, trying to investigate or whatnot. And it turns out his dad did the money. He didn't have anything to do with it. So he could play. Yeah. Is that enough to black eye Cam Newton? Uh, he learned his lesson. Out of Florida playing at Blend, but he better be glad he turned it around because if not, that was it for him. It was, you're right, you're right.
And he, he exactly he had, and I I love that about I love hearing those stories where people just turn it around. I hate to hear the the situations where you know that didn't you didn't get the opportunity to you know that all maybe I I talk the way I do about when I call them kids and stuff like that. I used to do the uh, I used to be involved uh, heavily in the youth program at my church, and so uh, I'm big about teaching kids stuff, you know what I'm saying? Like passing stuff on to kids, you know. Um, it just, you know what I'm saying? Like, so I, to me, I, I'm not, my, my mentality isn't about, I'm not, a, I understand that you have an opportunity to make a lot of money. But what I'm here for is not, I guess what I'm saying is what I'm here for is, is not to usher you into that, but it's to teach you something along the way. I and mean, then I'm always gonna be like that. I always see that. And so whenever I whenever I watch these college games and stuff like that, and when I see stuff that's going on with like um um uh Jameis Winston and stuff like that, I just hate to hear those things. I'm like, man, somebody's not in this boy's ear. He don't have the right people around him. He don't have the right supports. Somebody should be talking to him. Somebody should be talking to uh Dez Bryant. When, when it was Dez growing up and people just kept denying and enabling, that's really the word, enabling. Enabling. Because of who he was. Instead of somebody just saying, hey man, listen, dial it back, man. You, you, you going <laughs> to get everything you want in this life. But don't blow it because you upset right now. <laughs> you know? people, people, don't come in, people don't know how to come in people they don't, they have to, to me, they have to learn that in, well, first, they have to learn it from home, then they have to learn right. it going. You're right. That type of life. Mm-hmm. And we're talking about the NBA and how they didn't want the Knights, the NBA one and done rule and stuff like that. That was kind of in the same line and sense of what we we're talking about here. Like, you want to kids. You don't want to. Let me say this too. Uh, that ain't it, this ain't everybody's situation too. There are some people that that are getting it the same way, getting everything they want in life, and they not wild. They're not out there wilding out like that, you know. Right. But I understand if you are because nobody because you getting it, you getting everything you want. You know what I'm saying? So I understand yeah. if you are out there wilding out. And so, me being an adult, my job is to help you control that you know like I, yeah. I think about terrence you know you know terrence he's yeah. probably one of the best athletes i've ever seen in my lifetime <laughs> as, as far as being able to play with you know he was he was amazing and terrence wasn't out there going nuts none of that he wasn't he was he was actually really smart and and he just he had it figured out it's like Man, I, and I remember I had a conversation with somebody about, actually about Terrence a long time ago, and uh, before he was uh, before he graduated, and I I remember saying to uh, I I think it was Paul Mills I was talking to, <laughs> but I remember telling him I said, man, I it just seems like Terrence has his whole life figured out, as a, you know as a kid, and and in here like I I don't even know what I'm gonna eat tomorrow, you know what I'm saying. <laughs> 
I was like, I don't know what I want to be when I grow up. I have no idea. Well, you know, but he, he seemed like he had it figured out, man. And I was just like, I'm trying to get on that level where I know what I'm going to be, what I want to be. Yep. And um, and uh, man, but he wasn't out here. He was one of those guys that he wasn't out here while and out or nothing like that. He knew he had an opportunity. You know what I'm saying? And he used that opportunity. It ain't everybody. It ain't everybody, but you know, to the ones that it is, you know, we. I just want to see him do better. That's all. Experience is the best teacher. Mm-hmm. He had. He. Not to speak on anything personal. He had. Some, I know. I, and I ain't, I ain't bringing up all of that, but you know, I'm just saying. Yeah, I, I, I know. I already know what you about to say. <laughs> I already know where you go. Experience is the best teacher. So that that also helps. Yeah. And a lot of times, kids don't have that. That example to, and sometimes they do have that example to look up to. I don't know who exactly that example, but I, I was looking at this too, and I and I like the fact I've been a part of organizations, and where my buddy he we, we talked about it when he left the, uh, the school here, he was saying you know coach talked about being a family, and he said I never felt that, mm. never felt. A family, you know, besides besides the co, besides you know being with the guys on the team, mm-hmm. I felt then he said with the coaching staff, you know, maybe maybe the assistant coach. He said, but that's about it. I never felt the family with the with the head coach. And I was like, and he said, man, and he told me something. He told me something. This is when he he was not just talking out when the school was over. He said, man, you know, wherever you decide to go. And he said, we start coaching basketball. That's why I was trying to be a coach then. He said, man, whatever you do, whatever, make sure you tell the kids that you're coaching, go where they feel like they can play and they feel like they're wanted. And that's a big, big thing because you don't want to coach. A lot of times coaches mistakenly coach at kids and not to kids. Hmm. You know, the root problem is, especially when I, when I started when I started doing uh, little dribblers, yeah. and I found out – I already knew I could coach basketball. I don't. I, I'm. I brag about it. I don't say I brag about it, but I talk. I talk myself up a lot because I know. I know I got the sauce pretty yeah, much. Know, I know. You know what, what you're doing. I understand. Like, <laughs> I know how to. I know how to start. It's like I know. I know what I'm doing. So it's it's hard. It's hard for somebody to tell you something. <laughs> I, I, can, I can. I can hold a practice. I can coach him, and and then we've been successful. The times that I've coached. In Little League, we've been successful. We won game. We've been successful, blah, 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 blah. So I got to the point in time where I want to figure out my team. I don't want to coach at the kids. I want to coach the kids. So one of the coaches, he was he wanted to just kind of coach at the kids. He, you know, they didn't, he didn't mind them not minding. He didn't mind them not being disciplined. They just being kids. Uh-huh. And that's okay. But there still has, I'm used to structure. I don't need a whistle in practice. Yeah. I'm the type of, I, I came from a basketball program. My coach never had a whistle. Mm-hmm. I said, well, never, never had a whistle. But when he spoke, you know, you can hear a pin drop. So you have to command respect. And so you get to the point in time you're coaching. And I was telling the guys, I said, I want you to do things right in practice. I said, I'm not going to lie to you. Practice is not going to be fun. I had to tell, I had to tell these fifth and sixth graders that. I said, practice is not going to be fun. 
was like, what, and looking around, like, what do you mean? I said, I'm going to do a lot of teaching. I'm not a lot of individual because we don't have a lot of time. I said, we're going to do two hours. I said, we're going to do a lot of prep work. We're going to do a lot of passing. We're going to run the offense. We're going to do, you know, X, Y, Z. I said, because we're only going to practice one day a week. So we have to get a lot of stuff done in a hurry. And I said, during the game, that's when you have fun. I said, that's when you implement, that's when you have fun. When you're out there scoring and making passes, that's when you have fun. I said, you don't see it now. Mm-mm. I said, you don't see it now in practice, practice what you're fun. doing. <laughs> practice ain't fun. The game is fun. Not practice. And I said, you don't you don't see what you're doing in practice. Oh, this don't make any sense. This don't make any sense. This don't make any sense. I said, that doesn't make any sense to you now. I said, but when you're beating teams easily during the game and you're figuring out how this is, I said, it's because we practice this every single day. We made the modifications. We got, we went on this past year, year before last, we started out like 0-1-1, like and we won like six games straight. And we were beating teams by 15, 16, 17, 18, almost 20 points. Mm-hmm. And we were just beating teams. And the team was like, oh, man, we've never been this good before. It was, oh, man, we're, we're pretty good. All of a sudden, uh, next thing you know, we're winning games, and the kids start feeling themselves, you know, the, the, the weaker guys on the team start getting confident. You know, they, they're all excited. Beginning of the season, they were all kind of like, I don't know if this is going to work. Eh, I don't know. Coaches is being mean, blah, blah, blah. Then all of a sudden, once we start winning games, the mood changes. Everyone wants to come to practice now. Everyone's engaged in practice. Everyone wants to make the pass. They want to assist. Now they want to chest bump. Everything. And I, and I told him, I said, you don't notice it, but you started doing things automatically. I said, I wasn't coaching to you. I was I wasn't coaching, I was coaching to you. Yeah. I said, I can coach at you, I can yell at you all the time. Do this, do this. I said, I'm not that type. Mm-hmm. Do this. It's a structure. Congratulate your teammates. Clap for your teammates. Want to score, share the basketball, pass the basketball, make sure they're open, set that guy up. Man, we just started doing this, doing that. I said, listen, we call a timeout. The other team's going to make a run. We have to respond. Every timeout, we're all in the huddle. I said, I don't like Little nuances during the game, I kept telling the guys to do, and they kept responding. But I say that to say this. I wasn't, like I said, I wasn't coaching at them. I was coaching to them. I had to get on some player's level. I listened. We were going to discipline. Like, hey, you, you can't just have an attitude during the game. I don't care if it, I don't care if we're down by two points with a minute left and you elbow the kid just like we happened in the game. He slapped the guy in the face. I was like, no, he can't play. Other coach was like, we're going to lose the game. I said, it doesn't matter. He needs to understand. <laughs> As a matter of fact, you know what my response was? Well, good. Because then he'll understand how bad he hurt us. Yeah, I, I said, listen, I, I don't care about I, I, winning is not that important to me at this point in time. I said, it's about teaching. I said, I had to tell him, I said, I don't care if we lose a game. I said, he's not going to play because of his attitude. I said, that's my responsibility. As a, I signed up for, when I signed up to volunteer for coach for this, mm. I am coaching the kid. And the game of basketball, because I respect that. I'm not going to coach to win. Winning, winning, that's a part of winning. I said, if you build from the inside out and not the outside in, 
you build a player, and once the player starts respecting the game, respecting teammates and integrity, winning is going to happen naturally. I said, but there's a root problem here. I'm not going to reward him to keep playing if I saw him do something. I didn't like – no, he just blamed and tricked this kid. I mean, he blamed and just slapped him. And nobody saw it. I saw it. I said, no, 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 we're not going to have this. Pull him out the game. I said, no. What did I do? I said, you saw what you did. I said, we can't have that. Uh-huh. The guy, his father got mad. I said, I had to say, listen, we're not going to have that. I don't care if we're about 20. I don't care if we're down by 20. I said, at some point in time, was more important than winning is attitude. You're in the sixth grade. I had to pull him aside. Listen, you're in the sixth grade. Your attitude is going to carry you for the rest of your life. It's just a game. As I care about you winning and losing. I don't care about you pouting. You get over it. You're a kid. You're going to sleep this off tomorrow. You're going to forget it even happened. I said, but I can't, I, can't, I, I, I can't continue to let you play knowing that you did this just for the sake of winning. I said, it's not that important to me. I want you to do what I ask you. I want you to do what's right. I want you to do what I ask you to do. Mm-hmm. And if you can't do it, you can't play for me. Mm-hmm. The coach got mad. Well, that's not it. I've never had a kid get a technical foul. You get a technical foul? You in the fifth, sixth grade? No. 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 No, we don't. 